Hello and welcome. This is Brittany Allison and you're listening to the Food Freedom Life podcast. I spent six plus years stuck in the diet binge cycle, hating my body and envying women who seem to have it all because I never felt enough. And what I discovered in my journey to food freedom and radical self-love and becoming a registered dietitian is this. You can either live your life at war with your mind or learn to work in sync with it. And that is what this podcast is all about. I get into all the details and hold nothing back. So if you're ready to learn how to work in sync with your mind and evolve your life, welcome to the show. Before I dive in today, I wanted to share a super exciting announcement with you, and that is that I am officially reopening my group coaching program for enrollment. This is a 12-week virtual group coaching program to not only break you out of binge eating, compulsive eating, overeating, poor body image, and emotional eating patterns, but to also kickstart your journey to food freedom and cultivate a healthful life with balance and ease with food and exercise. If you're feeling alone in your struggle, if you really thrive hearing from others who are in the same place as you, and you want to form a community around healing and empower yourself to break free from these destructive patterns for good, group coaching is for you. We get started on Monday, January 9th, so perfect timing to start your new year off right and in a better place with food and body image. Head over to BrittanyAllisonRD.com slash group hyphen coaching to learn more and book a free consult with me to see if it's a good fit and enroll. Again, that's BrittanyAllisonRD.com slash group hyphen coaching. We are on the next episode of the show and it's still feeling unreal. It's still feeling awesome. And I'm still very appreciative that you are here. Today, we are going to dive in and we're going to talk about all things weight, weight gain, weight maintenance, weight loss, and what happens when you begin pursuing healing your relationship with food, when you start the journey to food freedom and what happens to your weight. I know that this is something that I really needed to hear when I was struggling in this kind of mental hellhole of binge eating, compulsive eating, emotional eating. I needed to know this because I was so paralyzed in this fear of gaining all this weight in this process. The fear of just gaining one more pound, it kept me from pursuing this journey and actually healing my relationship with food for so long. And so I want to get into it and chat with you about what to expect to happen to your weight if you decide to pursue healing your relationship with food. I know the fear for me, at least if you're anything like I was, the fear was that anytime I did ease off my eating patterns, my diet, and I decided to let myself indulge a little, I would spiral out of control or what felt like spiraling out of control. And I felt like I couldn't stop myself from eating. Like it was just, holy crap, if I don't go back to white knuckling it and, you know, really have control over my food, I eat everything in sight. So I have to stick to this plan. And so the fear was so real for me in that if I pursued this journey, I felt like I might end up gaining 500 pounds. And that fear was so heavy for me that it kept me paralyzed and it kept me from taking action for so long. And so I want to share with you what you can actually expect to have happen with your weight. And it definitely looks a little different for everybody, depending on where you're at with your weight, it can look totally different. But I wanted to chat through just some expectations so that the fear of unknown is no longer there. Let's knock it down so that it's not so overwhelming because the idea is a lie anyways. You're not going to spiral out of control and never be able to stop the weight gain, or you're never going to be at the place where you're signing your life away in a contract that says, You're never allowed to lose weight ever again. So what happens typically when you begin pursuing healing your relationship with food? The very first thing that happens is the last supper mentality. And I talked about this two episodes ago where we went into what happens when you start healing your relationship with food. 
And if you haven't listened to that, definitely go back and listen to it because I talk about what happens mentally, emotionally, before, during, and after this process of healing your relationship with food. I talked about the last supper mentality, which generally happens for most people. They have this mindset that, okay, I'm going to get started on this journey to healing my relationship with food and holy crap, I'm doing this thing and I'm never going to be able to binge again. So I might as well get it all in right now. I might as well eat as much as I can now because I know that I'm going to clean up my act starting Monday or next month or whatever it is. And so that last supper mentality can cause you to eat more and thus your weight might fluctuate just from this last supper mentality, but no different from how your weight fluctuates when you have a night of binging or overeating, right? You might put on a bit of weight or you might be holding on to some excess water weight and then that kind of balances back out over the next few days, the next few weeks. Very similar to that is what can happen at the beginning of your journey to pursuing healing your relationship with food. The fear that most of us deal with that keeps us paralyzed from taking action is that if we begin this journey of releasing this white knuckle grip of control, that last supper mentality is just going to keep happening. Those behaviors of just eating anxiously are just going to keep on going. And that only happens when you don't have a roadmap for how to navigate what to do before, during, and after a binge, like I talked about two episodes ago as well. But when it comes to your weight, the reality is your body likes to be in homeostasis. And what that means is your body has a weight range that it feels and functions most optimally within. And that is commonly referred to your set point weight. Set point theory describes how an individual body is genetically programmed to stay within a certain weight range. As a person loses or gains weight, their body compensates to get back into that set point range. It's the place that your body feels best in. Everything functions best within this weight range. You're monthly functioning as well. You're functioning well physically. Your hormones are regulated best. It's estimated that the average person's set point range can vary between 10 to 20 pounds, though it's often a much larger range if you've been restricting and dieting. Without any external interference, our bodies respect our set point weight range, even if society and the culture at large do not. But This system, this delicate balance of homeostasis only works the way it's supposed to if we let it. That said, your set point weight range is not set in stone. It can change over time due to things like genetics, weight loss attempts, hormonal shifts, and aging. And that's because despite what diet culture says, you aren't meant to stay the same weight for your entire life. For many people, their set point weight falls on the higher end of the spectrum into perhaps the quote unquote, overweight or obese BMI categories. This is completely normal. We are not all meant to have the same size body, just as we are not all meant to have the same height, foot size, or hair color. Body size diversity is inherent within a population, and it's something that we can and should respect rather than trying to change. Something that's really important to know as well is that dieting or manipulating food and exercise to try and control your weight messes with your body's system and this delicate homeostasis starts to break down. Your body fights harder to regain control of your weight regulation mechanism and your body pulls out all the stops to try to keep your weight within its genetically programmed set point range. So 
Basically, that means that whenever you drop lower than your set point, your body feels threatened, like it thinks starvation is coming. So it does everything it can to help you regain weight, even if you're trying not to. And your body fights against this weight loss and restriction in a variety of ways, right? Your metabolic rate decreases. So your body needs fewer calories each day to stay alive. Your thyroid activity decreases, which is involved in regulating metabolism. Your levels of fullness hormones decrease. Your levels of hunger hormones increase. And your desire for caloric dense foods increases as well. And biologically, I mean, this makes sense, right? If you were starving, calorie dense foods and an increased appetite would be a fantastic way to save your life. These biological mechanisms that kick off after dieting is why most people, about two thirds, not only regain the initial weight they lost after the diet, but also put on some extra weight after the diet. The body increases weight a bit higher than it was before to protect against future attempts of weight loss. With every attempt to diet and lose weight, the rate of weight loss slows down, which is the reason you might have found over your past history that weight comes off easily during your first diet, but each attempt after that does not yield the same results. And over time, chronic dieting can actually increase your set point weight range. And these biological responses kick in even quicker. And even if you're at a higher weight than usual, and let me be clear, this is not your fault. This is not due to any lack of control or willpower. This is your body doing what it was designed to do. So if you've been dieting for years and years and years, your weight set point range is most likely higher than it was when you first started dieting. So how do we know what our weight set point range is? Unfortunately, we don't. But what we know is that when we have a healthy and balanced relationship with food, our weights stabilize. So depending on where you're at, when you begin pursuing healing your relationship with food, a number of different things can happen with your weight. It can go up, it can go down, it can stay the same, or it can go up and then down later. For example, if you have a weight that's outside of what your body feels and functions most comfortably within, as you start to work in sync with your body, you stop binging, you start to learn how to recognize and reawaken your hunger and fullness and satiety cues, and you start to listen to those and learn how to honor those, what might happen for you is you might actually release some of the weight that you've been carrying. I mean, our bodies are amazing. They're these beautiful things that are self-regulating. They're designed to be self-regulated. We don't focus on, okay, take a deep breath in, take a deep breath out. Like we don't focus on our breath, but our body naturally regulates the oxygen that we need. And we don't focus on, you know, putting ourselves on a plan to go to the bathroom. Like I have to go pee at seven o'clock, 10 o'clock. No, we just listen to our body's natural cues. Same way, our body has hunger, fullness, and satiety cues that we can become disconnected from. And the hormones that regulate those things we can totally screw those up through having this white knuckle grip of control around our diet and what we eat and not leaning in and trusting what our bodies are communicating with us and what our bodies need and learning how to honor that. And I've seen it happen so many times with my clients where they get to this place where they've reconnected with their body's natural desire for balance and have been able to eat in sync with their hunger, fullness, and satiety cues and feel 100% satisfied. And that becomes their default mode. That balance is their new normal. It's not like they're having to try so hard and white knuckle it to be balanced because again, that's not recovery. Real recovery is when balance is your default mode and you're working in sync with your body. 
And so if your body's used to binging and overeating, and then you learn to eat and be in sync with your body, and if your weight is outside of your weight set point range that your body feels and functions most optimally within, you may release excess weight. However, on the flip side of that, if you've been white knuckling your grip of control around your weight and diet and exercise and your body weight is below what your body feels and functions most comfortably within, the reverse can happen and you can settle into your body's natural weight. And that is also a beautiful thing. When you get to this place where you're working in sync with your body and your body is settling into where it achieves the most optimal level of health mentally, emotionally, physically, I can't tell you how good that feels internally. And it can be challenging, though, when weight gain happens, and it's not what you mentally want or what you want your body to do, especially if your weight is above the ideal you once thought it should get to. But that is part of the recovery process. It's learning to not only be in sync with your body's cues physically, but also learning how to be at peace with the way your body wants to express itself from a weight standpoint. It might be higher than what you once hoped for or what society thinks you should be. And especially if you've been on and off dieting for so long, like I said before, your set point may have increased. That is hard. And that requires grieving, which is such a huge part of what I help my clients work through in my coaching program. It's so tough. But at the end of the day, it's the choice between fighting your body to stay at a lower weight than it wants to be for the rest of your life constantly white knuckling it, guilting and shaming yourself for eating, feeling like a failure and inevitably binge eating or overeating, or it's learning to work with your body and finding peace and ease and balance and knowing that you're taking care of yourself mentally, emotionally, and physically, even if your weight is at a higher place than ultimately you once wanted it to be. And that's not to say if you're coming to this place of acceptance and recovery that if you have health or fitness goals, you can't achieve those. You most certainly can. But again, we really have to go through this healing process first. Before you can truly know your set point, you have to go through the healing process. If you have an unhealthy relationship with food, that has to be your number one priority if you ever want to achieve long-term sustainability with your health. That has to be number one. Because what happens when you get to the other side of healing your relationship with food, as I talked about two episodes ago, it's like this world of possibilities opens up. Your goals suddenly become so much more available because you're no longer carrying around the weight of this unhealthy relationship with food anymore. Everything else becomes possible when you first tackle healing your relationship with food. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I cannot possibly fathom gaining one more pound or I have all this weight that I need to lose. I want you to know that you are coming at that fear from a place of scarcity and it's keeping you stuck. It's keeping you in this place of losing weight and then gaining back more over and over and over again. This fear is keeping your weight cycling up over the years, not food freedom. And at the end of the day, I mean, you get to do with your healthy relationship with food, whatever you whatever you want. I know it seems far-fetched, but what I see so often happen is clients getting to this place of recovery. And yes, there might be a part of them that still wants to lose weight, but they know that it's not the time or the place for them mentally. They found balance, they found peace, and they're feeling healthy and vibrant. So there's just no need to go down that path again. They've chosen what they want to do with their food freedom, which is just to live and enjoy and know that they're taking care of themselves without the need to focus on weight. For others, they might decide that their better relationship with food 
with it, they want to try and see if their body does want to let go of some weight by playing around with some food or exercise behaviors. And my philosophy is really that I'm not here to tell you what you can and cannot do with your body. If you get to the end of recovery and you decide that you want to pursue weight loss again, my hope is that you can now approach it from a place of understanding what's healthy and what's not, what's red flag behavior and what's safe, what's sustainable and what's not, what's going to send you back into old patterns. Because from the place that you're at right now where everything is so confusing and jumbled and there's so much noise and chatter around food and your body's in diet, fight or flight, you can't skip right to that place of making those decisions. You have to focus on your mental health first because if you bake your cake in the wrong order, it's never going to come out the way you want. You will end up driving your relationship with food further into the ground, making you feel more mentally and emotionally crazy. I also want to really iterate to you that you cannot pursue this process with the caveat that, oh, I'll just do this and then I'll go on another diet later. No, this is the wrong way of looking at that. This is actually about, I mean, I know I said before you can do with your relationship with food what you want to. Absolutely, you can. And if you want to play around with food, play around with exercise, see how your body responds to certain things, that is totally fine. But going on another diet is not the goal of this because we know that diets are not sustainable. We know that 95% of them fail. We know, like I said, that two thirds of people regain the weight that they lost when they go on diets. This is the wrong way of looking at it. It's that you're allowed to do with your food freedom what you want, but you need to be open to the process, surrender to the process, trust the process, and not place any expectations on what will happen during it or what you'll do after. You need to be in the moment so you can focus on healing and cross that bridge when you come to it. The more you get ahead of yourself with this, the harder it will be to actually heal and you'll sabotage yourself. Because also... Hitting a goal weight or size and thinking that's going to make you happy, I promise you that's a lie. It's a goalpost you're trying to reach that will always continue moving further and further away every single time you get there. Getting to a place where you feel confident and comfortable in your own skin because you've found a relationship with food and exercise in your body that feels good and you have your mental health, your mental energy, your mental real estate in place, that is bliss. That is beauty. That's the mountaintop that's available to you. But you have to know and you have to be okay with the fact that your weight might fluctuate in this journey to food freedom and finding balance. And that's okay. That's absolutely okay. Part of the reason it feels so scary to gain weight is because anytime you've actually lost weight, guess how you've probably done it? You've probably done it with this white knuckle grip of control. And it's been very, very hard. And it's taken everything you've had inside of you. And so the fear or the thought of letting go of all your hard work can feel crippling. But that's not the process. That's not what actually happens. You don't spiral out of control. You slowly release this built up internal pressure so you can avoid spiraling out of control. But you have to release this white knuckle grip of control on your weight and you have to give your body full permission to fluctuate. And the reason I reiterate this so much is because I know the fear. I was trapped and paralyzed in the fear. At one point in my journey, I remember having the thought that losing everything sounded better than the idea of gaining more weight because I couldn't possibly wrap my head around what life would feel like if I gained one more pound and how much more mortified I would be. So I get it. I was there too. 
And to get to this place where you can feel comfortable in your own skin and not feel totally obsessed around food, you can get there. And if you're not willing to allow your weight to potentially fluctuate and put the active pursuit of weight loss on the back burner, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to remain on that all or nothing roller coaster. And that's miserable, right? It's miserable. Get off the all or nothing roller coaster and let's start the process of climbing up the mountain. The view is beautiful at the top and there's not this sudden drop off. It's it's stable. But we have to get to this point of being okay with our weight fluctuating and also knowing, hey, I can do whatever I want with my food freedom, but I need to trust the process and I need to put aside the focus on weight loss in order to heal. Phase one of this journey is taking care of mental health and you need to do that first. And if that means your weight fluctuates, guess what? The payoff is lifelong freedom and believe me, that is worth it. If I could just sit down and have a one-on-one with each of you who are struggling, I if I could just sit down and have a coffee with you and look you in the eyes and just talk about it to just chat about this fear, I would absolutely do that. And I would help you navigate that because I care so deeply and I know what it feels like. I want you to have a proper expectation that when you go into this journey of healing your relationship with food, the goal in this process cannot be to lose weight. The goal should not be weight focused. Even if that ends up happening, that cannot be the goal. The goal should be I'm going to give my body permission to do what it needs to do with my weight to help me get mentally healthy because I know that when I'm mentally healthy, I can conquer the world. And that is absolutely true. It is 100% hands down true. The lie is that you're going to continue spiraling out of control and never be able to stop. That lie is coming straight from diet culture to keep you stuck in it because that does not happen. When you start to give yourself unconditional permission to eat over and over again, you release that bottle top that's been screwed on so tight that's been building the internal pressure. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back two episodes ago. But when you begin to release the internal pressure and it's no longer building because you learned how to keep that from happening, guess what happens? There's no more pressure and balance settles in. And that glossy, shiny allure of food that pulling, that sensation of, I just can't stop, that begins to dissipate. When you continuously practice giving yourself permission to eat and permission to not deprive yourself, all these emotional things that can also propel these cycles, when you learn how to work in sync with your mind, everything changes and a world of possibilities opens up to you. You might be listening to this and it sounds like a dreamland, like, yeah, right. And I get that because I've been there too, but Let's talk about it. Let's get real with it. Let's open up a conversation about your weight and healing your relationship with food. It's not about weight loss in the process. It's not even about weight gain. The goal is not weight focused. The goal is to heal your mind. And so having the goal of just hanging out, not focusing on weight, giving your body permission to ebb and flow the way it should naturally, like Our bodies are not meant to maintain within a one or two pound range. It's meant to naturally change. Our bodies will always be changing. And the more you give your body permission to change and you work in sync with it, you're going to optimize your health mentally, physically, and emotionally. You've just got to take the first step. You've got to believe in yourself. You've got to believe that you can do this because you can. And my goal as a practitioner is for you to be able to put your trust in me that I can guide you through this process while you learn to trust yourself, while I teach you to trust yourself. 
because you don't right now and that's okay. You may not be 100% sure that you can get there, but if there's any inkling that you want to, you can. And it's my job to guide you there. But you also have to understand that step one is absolutely putting your mental health first. Nothing can come before that. That has to happen first. It's so important. And I hope that this gives you encouragement. I hope that this helps dissipate the lie that you're going to spiral out of control and never be able to stop because that just doesn't happen. It only feels that way when you try and navigate this on your own and you don't know what to expect next. But that does not happen. I help my clients with that as well because I know that it's easier said than done. The more time you spend in trust, the less power food starts to have. And it's so amazing. And it's available to you. I promise you that. So my question for you, my ask for you is that you would go deep within after this episode right now. Take a deep breath and ask yourself, am I willing? Am I willing for a moment to put my mental health first and not have this white knuckle grip of control over my weight? Am I willing to just trust that if I put my mental health first, everything else will fall into its rightful place? Am I willing to say, okay, I'm not going to force my body to do anything except heal mentally. I'm not going to force anything right now. Because if you can get to that place mentally, that you're not going to force yourself to lose more weight or place expectations on what will happen, that you're just willing to let your weight kind of hang out, then that's when you can really begin diving into the work that your brain and your body are begging you to do to find healing and balance. That's the place you have to get to mentally. And I know that can be a challenging one, especially if you have weight that you want to lose right now. I know that that can be really, really tough. But I promise you, if you do not put this first, and this is just me giving out some tough love that I needed that I wish somebody would have given me. I wish someone would have taken the time to explain what could potentially happen to my weight, what to expect and where to set my expectations. This is the tough love that I wish I would have been given because you you do have two options right? One option is to stay in this all or nothing roller coaster and you continue to fight to achieve this weight that you want and thinking that it's going to solve all your problems. You continue to further ingrain the cycles and the habit pathways of binge, emotional, and compulsive overeating into your brain because that's what happens when you engage in the behavior repeatedly, right? It's just this neural pathway, this habit pathway that wires our brain. It gets more deeply ingrained each time we engage in that behavior. And that's option one. You can continue to white knuckle and pursue it in a way that feels comfortable for you because it's familiar, but your relationship with food will undoubtedly get worse because every single time you repeat these cycles and engage in this behavior, that pattern wires itself more deeply into your brain. So that's option one. And and you can find, you know, maybe this temporary feeling of accomplishment because you've lost another 10, 20 pounds, whatever, but just know that you're going to feel more crazy around food than before. Physically, what's going to happen when you lose that additional weight and when you haven't healed your relationship with food is those impulses are going to be sent stronger and stronger and they're going to be harder to withstand. So that's option one. And I know it's familiar. I know it's comfortable for you. And so it feels really easy sometimes to stay in that place, even though it's hard. But here's option two. Option two is to do something you've never done before. And I know that's scary, but this is what I would tell my past self. I know that it's scary. It makes you so anxious. It makes you feel nauseous to think of doing something else, to think of pursuing healing your relationship with food. But let me tell you this. 
I would look myself in the eyes. I would hug my little teenage self and I would say, look, your future self knows better. I know it's scary, but you have everything you need within you. You have everything you need within you and don't you dare waste one more day stuck in these cycles, stuck in this belief that this is the best you'll ever get is getting to a place where you have to white knuckle through your relationship with food and it's going to be chaotic forever. Don't you dare settle for that. I would tell her, you have so much more potential ahead of you. You have everything you need within you. And all you need is support, accountability, and the systems to navigate this. And I would tell her, hey, I know this is hard. I know you're trying everything. I know you're feeling so discouraged because you've tried so many things to get to this place. But I promise you, when you start to understand how your brain works, when you take a step back and start looking at food from a different perspective and you start to work in sync with your brain, you start to understand what's going on mentally and you learn the techniques and the tools and the strategies, you will retrain and reprogram your brain and you're going to thank me. That's what I would tell my younger self. I would tell her, girl, you've got this (laughs) if you listen. And if you pursue option two, even though it feels unfamiliar and it's intimidating and scary, I know that you have the courage within you to take that first step and pursue it. And that's the very first thing you've got to do is come to a place in your mind where you're okay to put dieting on pause for now. Just pause it for now. You don't have to think about doing it anymore to say, okay, I'm going to put my relationship with food first and work on healing that. I'm going to put that first and I'm just going to put the diet on pause right now. That's what I would tell myself. And I just want to leave you with this one last takeaway. And this is once again to remind you that Your life purpose is not to spend 90 to 95% of your time and mental energy every single day worrying about food and body issues. That's not how you were designed. That's not what your purpose is. And if you're willing to lean into the struggle instead of avoiding it or suppressing it or trying to numb it, if you're willing to lean into that, on the other side, you will experience a life of freedom and joy and bliss and peace in your body and peace with food. That might seem totally unfathomable right now, but it's waiting for you. And I know regardless of how long you've struggled, I've worked with people who have struggled for 50 years and found their freedom faster than they ever thought possible. Regardless of what your history is or how long you've been struggling, this freedom is available for you too. You don't have, you just have to choose to lean into the struggle and it's okay to struggle. That's part of being human. And so don't beat yourself up for the fact that you're struggling. Welcome to the club. If you're human, we all struggle. And if your struggle, and if this is your struggle right now, be okay with that. Like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. And I believe that I can conquer it. And then lean in and take that first courageous step and continue with just one foot in front of the other until this is a thing of the past and you're able to close this chapter. Your book is in the process of being written. And this is one hell of a chapter. (laughs) The highs, the lows, the breakthroughs, the courage, the fear, that makes a story exciting. So don't beat yourself up for struggling. That's what makes life purposeful is the struggle. We grow through it. We're sharpened by the struggle. And of course, nobody wants to have this struggle, but if it's your reality right now, be okay with it. Lean into it. Don't be afraid of it because you have everything you need within you to evolve out of it. So, Thank you so much for hanging out with me on another episode of the Food Freedom Life podcast. 
If you're enjoying what I'm doing here, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to the show, if you left me a review and maybe shared it with a friend or on your social media. This is how we get this message into the world. And with your help, we can inspire people across the world to end the fight with food and body. So thank you for being a part of that mission. And if you're ready to evolve your relationship with food and your body, check me out at BrittanyAllisonRD.com. From there, you can see what I'm all about. You can book a free discovery call and it's where we'll help you discover what's actually keeping you stuck and help you develop a game plan for your journey to food freedom and body confidence. Again, that's BrittanyAllisonRD.com.